Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Do you know someone with Alzheimer's? Living with Alzheimer's is the name of an important new book by Reverend Robin Thompson, who has survived his late wife, Shoku, who they were married 49 years, and he will encourage you how to survive this. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. On today's show, we have a live interview from London, England via Skype with my new friend, Reverend Robin Thompson. He is uh, published by pipparanbooks.com, and his new book is Living with Alzheimer's. Welcome to the program, Reverend Robin. How are you today? Yeah, thank you very much, Dr. Chaps. I'm very glad to join you, and uh, very good to be here, thank you. Yes, would you hold up a copy of your book and describe living with Alzheimer's? Living with Alzheimer's, a love story. This is the book that I wrote after my wife, Shoko, went to be with the Lord. She died four and a half years ago, and she had been living with Alzheimer's for about seven years before that. About, yeah, 11 years ago exactly today, she was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, and um, it was a very bewildering time for us. We had no idea what what it was about, what was happening, what would be happening. We were quite numb, and it was a difficult time because over the years, not at the beginning, but over the years, personality changed, and we faced a number of difficulties. We began losing things. She began to lose her skills. She was a brilliant cook, wonderful at sewing, but she began to lose that skill. and. Alzheimer's is not just about memory loss, it affects other parts of your brain too, it, depending on which part of the brain is affected, from emotional changes, psychological changes. She became very nervous and very worried about things being stolen from her house. So quite difficult to know how to respond to that. And then there came a point when she was really unable to manage daily life and I became her full-time carer. And um, that was, yes, a, a hard time for us. Did you choose came a to, point let, let me ask, did she remain in the house with you or did you seek professional nursing home care? Sometimes people have to make that decision. How did you decide? Absolutely, we had to think carefully about that. I was able to look after her and we were very happy to, that she could stay at home right through to the end. So we were glad, but it's a, it's a hard choice and we were, one of our good friends, you have, he said, you have to consider all the options and see what is best for you and how God guides you. But we were thankful that we could stay together. Yeah. So and, what uh, were, what were the initial symptoms? How did you notice that something was wrong? And, and when did you seek professional advice? It began when, actually it began before we realized that she was not quite so uh, alert as she had been, but there came a point when she began asking the same questions and repeating questions, and that was a, a signal that we, we we recognized. I went to see our, we went to see our doctor, and we soon had tests. And as I mentioned, uh, beginning of 2012, uh, um, 11 years ago, she was they died. 
And um, but we carried on. We carried on our life. As I said, things began slowly over over four or five years. Things became more and more difficult, and came to the point where we thought, "Where has she gone?" And my daughter and son both said, oh, "Grown up," they said, "What's happened to our mother?" And then we read a book. It was a very interesting book called "I'm Still Here," which told us that. The person with Alzheimer's or other kinds of dementia has changed, but they're still there. They're still the same person. They're not the same person, but they're the same. And you can have a new relationship with her. That was a wonderful realization for us. And we, we realized that, yes, she's not who she was, but we can still relate to her in love and affection. And wonderfully, she also responded to us with tremendous love and affection. I'm so thankful that all the way through, she was the one who, who showed great love and affection, as she had, of course, all her life. You have two children together and four grandchildren. Uh, was it hard when she began to forget their names? Yes, it was very hard for both of them. They, they came to visit because they're both living abroad at the time and they would come to visit, and she loved to see them, she loved to see them, but then we'd time and she'd say, well, well, who's that? She'd come downstairs and see somebody's in the dining room, who's that? So that was very hard for them, they found it very difficult. I was with her all the time, but they came and then spent a couple of days, three days, and then went away, and it was very difficult for them. Uh, How do you recommend we, that they that they respond when when you see someone that loved you like your own mother and they have a hard time remembering what is our job what is our response our response is to go on loving and to go on relating to the relating to to that to that person however he or she may seem to even if that day they don't seem to be engaging with you when friends came to visit sometimes she would be happy to see them other times not very engaged we have to keep on relating loving. One of the things that we learned is never argue. Don't, don't try and argue that. <laughs> that doesn't work. It doesn't work in any, in any case. Definitely doesn't work in this case. We have to enter their world and try to think how they're thinking. We may have to sometimes divert and distract. That's also very helpful. A couple of times when Choko said to me, she was a bit cross for some reason, she said, I'll tell my husband when he comes back. Oh, I said, but I, I am your husband. You're not my husband, she said very scornfully. I didn't know what to do. I thought, this is it. This is the moment I've been dreading. She doesn't know me. Then I remembered, distract and divert. So I went downstairs, went out, rang the doorbell again, came in and said, hello, darling. She came to the top of the stairs and said, oh, where were you? I was looking for you. And so distraction worked, and uh, it was okay. The, the the crisis was over, and we were and thank, uh, so thankful that that didn't happen. Happened a couple of times, but otherwise we were still able to know each other, which is a great great blessing because that doesn't always happen. That is a beautiful story and and very helpful tools. Let's take a short break. More about living with Alzheimer's right after this. How is your marriage doing? I wanna tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series 
on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of our ability to have a healthy marriage. But the way God intended it, He always wanted us to see His view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage or whether we're talking to men or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with Him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And that also informs our role as men, how to love our wives. We can't really exactly. love them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, you, we tend to think that love is an emotion. It's more uh, something that I feel, whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is, is not just an emotion, but it's, it's, a, it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. Yeah. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org you too can have a godly marriage. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today I wanna to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. I even demanded my own misdemeanor court-martial. And finally, Congress agreed with me and reversed the bad Navy policy. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Let's take action today for religious freedom. Would you sign that petition with me? Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please visit PrayInJesusName.org and sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Reverend Robin Thompson, who is via Skype from London, England today. Uh, he has published an important book, Living with Alzheimer's. Uh, Reverend, if you could hold up the book again, Living with Alzheimer's, uh, you have an image of a boat on the cover, and I wonder, what does this symbolize? I think the publisher thought the boat, it's a, it's a boat that's just floating. You don't know whether it's moving or still. Uh, it could be a boat that, I don't know where it is, or it could be a boat that I could be sitting in with my wife and enjoying being together. It sort of has multiple meanings. My granddaughter thought it's my granddaughter said, Oh, it's such a brilliant image because it can mean whatever you want it to mean. I like that. And without oars or without people, even, it's just kind of floating. And I imagine that's a metaphor for the world in which 
a person living with Alzheimer's uh, exists in their own mind. Sometimes their their mind is in motion, sometimes it's still, but it seems disconnected from the past or reality or even their own relationships. Yes, that's absolutely right, uh, Dr. Chaps, that it, 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 it's a different world. Of course, it depends greatly uh, and people come, as it were, in and out. There are people these days who have early onset dementia, some of them written brilliant books of the, themselves and talked about their experience, but there is, that, there is that time when the person moves into a different reality. And one of the things that we learned is Alzheimer's cannot be cured, but we can treat it. And we treat it, as I said a few minutes ago, with love and respect, because the person who's floating, as you described, is looking for a sense of belonging, a sense of being comforted, a sense of being included, of having things to do. And as we sh show that kind of love and include them, involve them, then we are treating them and we are we're helping them. We're helping them to um, helping them at that situation. So it's definitely very hard, but definitely we we can have hope and we can go on treating and loving. Uh, and I, I, one of the things that I learned as a kind of turning point for me, I realized that. I need to change. She's not going to change. I have to change. And I have to, and, 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 and I learned to pray each day, Lord, how can I love and serve Shoko today better? And that was a, a, a wonderful turning point for me and a prayer that I prayed every day. And as I said, she responded with her love because when we love, people love back. So I understand what you're saying, I need to change, I need to love, but what are some practical steps that, that you implemented that love? It is, does it mean you took over the cooking, you did less arguing, um, it, but how did you negotiate your own psyche? All those things, uh, chaps, we, I, I took over the cooking, which was a challenge for me because she had been such a brilliant cook, and we, we learned how to not argue. I think there are practical things we can do. Um, one is we had we had carers who came each day, not every day, but they began to come and just spend time with Shoko. She didn't have any physical needs, but she they spent time and related to her, and that gave me time to go out and do other things and have a have a bit of a break. That was very important. You can't you can't go on caring for somebody. 24-7. And I think that's one of the other great lessons that I learned is that you need a support team. We need the professionals who will help us, whether it's the medical people or the carers who can come, but also friends and family who can surround us and, and help us and support us. So we, we, we went to visit a friend one day and uh, just when Shoko's was, situation was getting quite bad and she looked at me and said, you can't go on like this. You've got to build your support team. And when she said it, I knew she was right. Wow. And we then tried to build up. But it takes time. It's not easy to do that, but it's very important. So how did you practice good self-care? I know you have an active prayer life, and God was giving you comfort and peace in the midst of this tragic and, and turmoil and your own grief process. Um, but, but what did you need, and what did the community not provide for you? Well, it, it, it is a, 
it's a lonely time because you you are in a sense alone and uh, you, you, that's that's hard. I think what we had our church was wonderful. We enjoyed being there on a Sunday morning with our friends, even though Shoko didn't necessarily know who they were, but she knew she was with friends, people who loved her, and for me it was great. And our minister, our pastor, agreed to meet me once every three weeks. We met for an hour or so, and he just listened and. Um, and didn't criticize me, didn't say, oh, why did you get cross? He just listened, and that was wonderful. And then he shared from the scripture and prayed with me. And there were other friends who also came to visit. My sister, was, who lives not far away, was a great strength, and other close friends came to visit us. And I think that's where friends are so important. We have to keep visiting. And you can think that, well, I visited her yesterday. She didn't seem to know me. There's no point in going. She doesn't know who I am. Why go? But that's not the case. Even if the person doesn't recognize you, but they know that somebody came who was loving and friendly, they had a good time. And that good feeling continues even if they've forgotten. Five minutes after you've left, they've forgotten that you came. That's so important. So friends are really very important. And uh, friends, you know, they don't forget and they, they don't give up. They keep going. We had a friend who came, an Indian friend. He, we hadn't seen him for many years. And Shoko didn't remember him, but she, she knew he's somebody whom she... And he so intuitively could relate to her. He talked to her. He didn't mind that she didn't recognize him. He just carried on in a very natural way. And that was a beautiful example of how friends can, can give support. That's wonderful. So. Your friends and your family and your church came around you to support you. I'm wondering what kind of practical activities, and I realize every patient is different, right? Some people uh, in the early stages, maybe they still have some recollection, but, but what practical um, things do you suggest? Do, they, do you like to play for her some, some of her favorite music? or read to her some books, or maybe try to play cards, or are there any activities which are useful? All of those things, uh, chaps. Uh, music is very powerful. It's, it's been demonstrated that people remember music long after other things might have gone. So music, the right music that, that they like is very important. So we, 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 so we used to sing together. Every evening we, we the Billy Graham uh, meetings and uh, some Japanese songs, and we, we sang every evening together. We, we, we did play cards too. I think reading became more of a challenge, but any activity that really engages with the person and things that, that some people like to do, drawing, painting, some people like to, it depends on their physical situation. Some like to do gardening. That wasn't the case with us, but I know some people have found that to be in the garden together is a is a good thing. I think anything that we can do together is great because we are occupying and stimulating and uh, giving pleasure to the other person. I like that. We need to take another short break, but Living with Alzheimer's is the name of Robin's book. You can find it at pipparanbooks.com. We'll be right back. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. 
Hello, everyone. I'm Mike Lindell, and I want to tell everyone to get behind Dr. Chap's ministry here in his program. And you can do that by using going to MyPillow.com, using the promo code PRAYNEWS, and you're going to save up to 66% on all my products. But more importantly, a, mo a lot of that money is going to go back to support Dr. Chaps and this programming. And it's, uh, I just can't tell you enough to get people to Jesus is so important. And to have ministries like this is, is the, it's just absolutely amazing. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow. And to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. Go to MyPillow.com right now to get deep discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you can get my premium my pillows regularly $69.98, now just $29.98, the lowest price ever. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, and due to your incredible support, the original My Slippers are almost completely sold out. As a special thank you, I am launching my brand new all-season slippers, slides, and sandals for as low as $29.98. This is a limited time offer, so go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code and you'll get all my new footwear for as low as $29.98. My all-season slippers are made with my exclusive four-layer design that you won't find in any other slipper. They're finished with a breathable fabric so you can wear them all year round. And my new slides and sandals are made with patented impact gel, making them ultra comfortable and extremely durable. I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable footwear you'll ever own. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen now to get your very own all-season slipper slides and sandals for as low as $29.98 with your promo code. This is an introductory offer and it won't last long, so order now. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps, joined again by Reverend Robin Thompson, who has written Living with Alzheimer's. Reverend, when you were married 49 years to Shoko, and the last uh, seven years or so uh, before she died, she, she had beginning stages and, and onset dementia and then severity at the end. Uh, and you were with her and had her in your home the whole time. You are a reverend and you were a pastor and a minister, uh, uh, maybe you're retired now, but how did your personal walk with Jesus help you? And what can you advise to people? How can they uh, practice spirituality that is helpful or not? One of the things that uh, I re remembered, one of the great truths is that, you know, when we say the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven, we're remembering that he's our Father who loves us. He's also in heaven. He's almighty, all-powerful. So his love and his power are both there. And that, to me, was a great has always been a part of my framework of my life. But when you face a big challenge, like your wife has Alzheimer's or whatever it might be, that really raises the question, what is happening? Is it really true? But I, I, I was very blessed by a pastor who met me regularly and spent time with me. He reminded me, whatever situation we're in, this is the one where God can best be served and glorified. It's not a mistake. It's not that something's gone wrong. It's not that he's made a mistake. He's forgotten. I've done something wrong. He still loves me. He's still in control. And this is the situation where he wants me to be. That was a great strength to me through those very difficult times. 
Did you have a sense um, that you were being tried or tested, and did, did this grow your personal character? I imagine you're a different man than you used to be. I, I, I wish I could say that I had grown a lot and, and become so such a saint. That's not true. Uh, I definitely did learn a lot. I learned about my own failures, and definitely my faith was tested and strengthened. And I realized that through whatever I'm doing, God is blessing me, even though we can't see it. Uh, and, and also, I, I realized that actually what we see is temporal, but what we don't see, as Paul says in Second Corinthians, what we don't see is eternal. That was something to hold on to as well. And through that, God is going to bring a great weight of glory, as he says in Second Corinthians. So was another prayer, another verse that helped me a lot. Yes. I realize for our audience, we're losing some audio because of the Skype connection, but uh, I just want to applaud you, sir. You, you have been a model to me today just by telling your story of patience and kindness and long suffering, right? These are fruits of the Holy Spirit. Uh, of course, Shoko was suffering in her own mind and, and nothing that we do can compare with the suffering that she must have gone through with her own mind and her own body. But you also, uh, having suffered alongside of her with your act of compassion, it's like you're feeling the pain that she has uh, and yet you're showing the love of God. You are a model of the Father in heaven and you are Christ's hands and feet and voice uh, and showing that love here on earth. It's almost like Jesus is with her, but he's put, uh, Robin Thompson on as flesh, and he is, Jesus is ministering through you to her, but also to us today, and I wanna say thank you to that. Uh, can I say a prayer for you and for our audience? Maybe you would lead us in a short prayer. Before I pray, may I just say what, thank you so much for what you said, that churches have a great opportunity. This is, you know, when people are living with Alzheimer's, we are the ones who have relationships. We're there all the time. Professionals come and go, but we're there. So our re relationships of continuity is great and the spiritual power. So I just want to say our churches, this is a great opportunity for us to serve and to love. Amen. Would you like me to pray? Yes, please. Yes. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We've just been thinking that you are our Father in heaven, all loving and all powerful. And I pray today for any listening who are going through whatever difficult times they may be, whether it's with somebody with Alzheimer's or other kinds of dementia, walking with them and caring for them, whatever it may be, Heavenly Father, we thank you that we're in the place where you want us to be, and we are not outside of your love. You are still loving us, caring for us, and guiding us. And I pray that you will give that assurance and strength to each one who's going through difficult times at this time. And help us, I pray, as churches to recognize the great opportunity we have to serve and to show your love. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Our guest has been Reverend Robin Thompson. Find his book, Living with Alzheimer's, when you visit pipparanbooks.com. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, PrayInJesusName.org. Please donate when you visit, uh, or click on the right side. There's a recurring monthly pledge 
For as little as a dollar a month, you can set it and forget it. Please donate today. If you need prayer, call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.